you know, Jesus prayed that we would be sanctified by the truth. And the Word of God is just that. Welcome to our latest installment of Bible Study on Reflecting Christ podcast. And may the Word of God be a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path. First John chapter 4. First John chapter 4. And we're dealing with discerning between the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. And John writes, Dear friends, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see if they are from God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. Now, not only, this is me speaking, but not only then when John wrote this letter, but even now. Even now. And it doesn't necessarily have to be somebody that's in a pulpit or that's teaching. Somebody like me that's teaching uh, through the Word of God or a pastor or a preacher or somebody standing in a pulpit somewhere. Somebody you might see on TV preaching the Word of God. Uh, It doesn't necessarily have to be that. It it can be a leader. Somebody like a political leader who's standing up. Uh, What he means by the spirit is... It's whatever it is that is... That that human being is drawing from... uh, To make certain statements. uh, Specifically in dealing with the Lord Jesus Christ. He says, this is how you know the Spirit of God. Or this is how you know whatever the person is saying is coming by way of the Spirit of God or the Holy Spirit. Okay? He says, this is how you know. He says, every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. Okay? Well, we know that Jesus was a man and he came in the flesh. Right? But what's John saying? John's saying that... Every spirit that confesses that God became flesh, First John chapter, or uh, John chapter one verse fourteen, and the Word became flesh and was manifest to us, and we beheld His glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Right. So every spirit that confesses or or, or says and affirms, yes, God became man. In the, in, and his name is Jesus. God became man. And he walked among us. He was Emmanuel. He's, John says, every spirit that confesses that, or every person that confesses that, do, only does that by way of the Holy Spirit. By way of the Spirit of God. He says, but every spirit that does not confess that very truth, or confess, or or will not affirm that, he says, that spirit does not or is not from God. This is the spirit of Antichrist, okay? Or other than Christ, or something other than Christ, okay? The term Antichrist just means... doesn't mean a different Christ. It just means anything other than the true, theologically sound Jesus, or Christ, Okay? It says, this is the spirit of Antichrist. And it can come in many different forms. Like I said, 
uh, it's just what anti or other than the true Christ. Okay, this is the spirit of Antichrist. John says, which you have heard is coming. Even now, it is already in the world. Okay, so John said, even back then, the spirit of Antichrist was there. Well, why would John say that? Right, the actual Antichrist man hasn't necessarily revealed himself but we've seen that spirit on many 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 different leaders and not just at different times in world's history but at the same time in, in different spirits or rather in, in different um, people at the same time right different political leaders okay go right now you can go to political leaders in the United States and talk to them about whatever religious beliefs or that kind of thing and I guarantee you, you'll find some that won't affirm that Jesus actually came in the he was a God became a man came and came in the flesh and then you can go to other political leaders or other uh, even so-called Christian leaders or preachers and they'll flip and turn and twist the word of God and won't confess that Jesus or God himself actually became a man. They'll hem-haw around and they won't stand on the truth of God's word. And really what's going on at the same time in a political leader and a religious leader uh, is the same heresy. It's the spirit of Antichrist working in them. Okay? But it, wasn't, it's not, it didn't just all of a sudden happen. John said even back then it's already starting to happen okay he goes on to say you are from God little children so we know John's obviously writing to believers he says you are from God little children and you have conquered them because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world What's John saying now? He's he's saying any of any of those the spirit of Antichrist that is working in all these uh, whoever that does not confess that God became man, you have defeated because it is the spirit of God living in you, and He is greater than that Antichrist spirit that is in the world. He says they are from the world. Therefore, what they say is from the world, and the world listens to them. We are from God. Anyone who knows God listens to us. Okay? If your spirit resonates with what I'm reading to you right now on this podcast, and you say amen to the statements I'm telling you, well, you are from God as well. Anyone who knows God listens to us, John says. Anyone who is not from God does not listen to us. This is how we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of deception. Okay, that's pretty pretty front and clear. Pretty in the open right there. It's not, uh, not hard to figure out what John is telling you. There's some earmarks here that you can look for. 
there's some litmus tests that you can give when you're listening to somebody referring to or referencing the word of God or teaching it or maybe somebody stands up and and a political leader is asked about certain things and you know what Uh, I don't necessarily think that uh, you know a political leader there's been many political leaders who have stood up and said whatever it is that they thought they needed to say in order to get into office or whatever um so you know John says it if they say if they speak and I'm not trying to take the word out of con or you know take the word out of context or anything like that but I know that there's been some ungodly people who have said just about everything that you can say but they but it's not something that they believe necessarily so I I, I believe you know, you say what you believe, but in a certain situation, in like a life-altering situation, right? Uh, so, you know, you, st- you you gotta you gotta watch the conduct and the character of the person as well. John doesn't necessarily touch on that right now, but you know. really pin that person down and look them straight in the face and say you know what is it that you truly believe and if that person is pinned in a position to where life or death rests on what they say you know then they're going to speak the truth regardless of what it is and regardless of what it does to their flesh It may cost them their life. The Spirit of God living inside of them would have them say, you know what, yeah, I believe that Jesus became a was God and became a man. But the one who has the spirit of Antichrist, no matter how much they have stood up and said this or said that, uh, you know, when they're pinned down, they can't confess the truth. Because the Spirit of God doesn't rest in them. It's the Spirit of Antichrist. Anyway, John says, Dear friends, let us love one another because love is from God and everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Okay? The one who does not love does not know God because God is love. You see, we are indwelt and overshadowed by the Spirit of God and He compels us to love in other words we react in love and that may come about in many different frames of color in other words you may love in many different types of ways whatever it is uh, or through all different types of action but you will react in love compelled by the Holy Spirit but John says God John says, the one who does not love does not know God. Another litmus test. Love. How do you react? How do you react to people or to each other within the church? Right? 
God's love was revealed among us in this way, John says. In other words, we know love. He says, God sent his one and only son into the world so that we might live through him. So, we want to know what love is. Well, we don't even understand the depth of the father and the son's relationship and their oneness and because of love their willingness to be separated in the spirit and for Christ to have come and died and to be counted a curse by his own father and crushed under his wrath against sin we don't even can't even come close to understanding the depth of that but he did that John 3.16 says because of love right so that's how we know love self-sacrifice giving yourself John goes on to say love consists in this not that we love God but that he loved us and sent his son to be anointed to be the anointing sacrifice for our sins dear friends if God loved us in this way we also must love one another he doesn't say it's an option he says we also must love one another okay there's not any offense any offense anything that somebody else can do to us that was is any worse than what we have done to God. Okay? I want you to I want you to just let that ruminate in your mind. Let that sit on your mind. There is nothing that someone else could do to you that is worse than what you've done to God. Okay? You say, well, I mean, what have I done to God? I haven't done that much. Well, you've obviously done something. If you're saved, there was obviously something bad enough that you did that was worth God loving you to the point to where he gave his only son to be crushed and devoured. So there's nothing worse. Nothing worse could be done to you than what you've already done to God. Right? So there's no reason why we shouldn't love somebody else. Because God did the same for us. No one has ever seen God, John says. If we love one another, God remains in us and his love is made complete in us. This is how we know that we remain in him and he in us. He has given us of his spirit. And we have seen and we testify that the Father has sent His Son as the world's Savior. Here's another test. John says, Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God remains in Him, and He in God. And we have come to know and to believe the love that God has for us. God is love, and the one who remains in love remains in God. And God remains in him. In this, love is made complete with us so that we may have confidence in the day of judgment. 
because as he is, so also are we in this world. There is no fear in love. Instead, perfect love drives out fear because fear involves punishment. So the one who fears is not complete in love. We love because he first loved us. If anyone says, I love God, and yet hates his brother or sister, he is a liar. We love because he first loved us. If anyone says, I love God, and yet hates his brother or sister, he is a liar. In other words, you don't love God. You say, well, yeah, of course I do. Yeah, but you have a beef against your brother. You hate your brother. You know, you hate another fellow believer. You say, well, I mean, he did me wrong. He shouldn't have done that. Well, amen. Maybe he shouldn't have done that. But don't say you love God. Okay? I have the right to call you a liar. If you hate your brother, you hate another fellow believer because of something that they did. Whether they did what they did or they didn't, or whether it was wrong or not, that's beside the point. Remember, we love because he first loved us. For the person who does not love his brother or sister whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen. And we have this command from him. The one who loves God must also love his brother and sister. It's a commandment. You must love your fellow believer. You must love your fellow believer. Somebody else look, makes the same confession that you make. It's not to be, to love God, you have to love somebody else. It's that if you love God, you will love somebody else. Okay? That's 1 John chapter 4. Many great tests to consider if you're walking in fellowship with the Holy Spirit. And I tell you, just as John said, you better keep your eyes out and listen and watch because the spirit of Antichrist is rising and he's rising fast. And if you just want my personal opinion, which isn't worth much, I believe that the Antichrist is, has found his match, has found the one, or Satan has found his match. I mean, have you seen the commercials for Match.com? Satan has found his match. <laughs> That's the commercial. It's a commercial depicting Satan himself having found his match. Even Satan has found his match. And they're pumping that message out. The elite are giving each other the signal. Hey, he's found his man. So, better stay awake, stay alert, stay alive. First John chapter 4 on Reflecting Christ podcast. I pray it blesses you in the mighty name of Jesus.
Well, there you have it, folks. Another installment of God's Holy Word. Again, if you want to catch us on Facebook, you can find us at Reflecting Christ Podcast. Thank you for joining us. And until next time, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might.